the beginning of the month, we turn to a new psalm to meditate on and to sing throughout this month, and this month is Psalm 58. Psalm 58, please listen as I read God's word. To the chief musician set to do not destroy, a victim of David. Do you indeed speak righteousness, you silent ones? Do you judge uprightly, you sons of men? No, in heart you work wickedness. You weigh out the violence of your hands in the earth. The wicked are estranged from the womb. They go astray as soon as they are born, speaking lies. Their poison is like the poison of a serpent. They are like the deaf cobra that stops its ear, which will not heed the voice of charmers, charming ever so skillfully. Break their teeth in their mouth, O God. Break out the fangs of the young lions, O Lord. Let them flow away as waters which run continually. When he bends his bow, let his arrows be if cut in pieces. Let them be like a snail which melts away as it goes, like a stillborn child of a woman. They may not see the sun. Before your pot can feel the burning thorns, he shall take them away as with a whirlwind as in his living and burning wrath. The righteous shall rejoice when he sees the vengeance. He shall wash his feet in the blood of the wicked, so that men will say, surely there is a reward for the righteous. Surely he is God who judges in the earth. Psalm 58 is the type of psalm that we call an imprecatory psalm. That means that it is a psalm that Praise against the wicked and their injustice. The point of such prayers is to proclaim that there is a higher court, so to speak, that there is a higher authority than all those in the earth, a higher authority that operates to hold all mankind accountable. To look at the very last line and get the idea of it. Surely he is God who judges in the earth. It will help us understand the entirety of the psalm and, and, the, uh, and the aspect of this type of psalm as well. But before I turn there, I want to explain something in verse 1. This is a psalm meditation, so it's an opportunity for me to take things that might be curious or hard to understand and help you to understand them. And verse 1 needs special attention. And the New King James, it's translated, do you indeed speak righteousness, you silent ones? And it's that phrase, you silent ones, that needs explanation. That is the literal translation of the Hebrew that comes to us in the received text. But there is some question about it because it, uh, it, it doesn't make much sense. Who are these silent ones? Plus, uh, it's thought that there may have been uh, uh, a, a mistake in giving vowels to the Hebrew letters that are used in this case. There are three letters that are used, and then there are these little dots that are added to, to give vowels to, to the Hebrew language that were added later to the, uh, to the text of the Bible. 
And I don't often go in to explain the original languages, but it's important in this case because those three letters, if they're given different vowels, can mean something different. The way it's, it's uh, translated here is, a, is an accurate translation. It means the silent ones. But if you give it different vowels, it could, uh, it could be translated the word for, for God. Uh, the word that is, uh, is elongated into a word you might have heard before, the word Elohim. You might remember that the Bible sometimes uses that term to describe the false gods that are idols, the false gods of the nations. It is also used to describe those who are rulers in this earth, maybe kings or judges. And it's that term that seems to be in view here, and it's confirmed by the second half of verse 1. Do you judge uprightly, you sons of men? And in the Hebrew, there's often parallel verses where, where, there's, where the same thing is said in a slightly different fashion. If you follow the parallelism, the judges, the sons of men, would lead us to conclude that it would more rightly be translated, do you indeed speak righteousness, you gods? And in fact, the translators of our poetic version, the psalm book that we use, are going to translate it that way. So when we sing it throughout this month, you'll, you'll sing this. Gods, do you really speak righteousness? And I hope that when you sing that, you'll understand that it is referring to those who are rulers on the earth that have a certain authority. And that David is not speaking now of many gods or false gods. He's talking about human rulers. Now, it will help us then to understand this psalm where David prays against the wickedness of wicked rulers. He asks the question, do you speak righteousness? Do you judge uprightly? No, you do not. And the psalm goes on to describe what they do do. They speak lies. They are like snakes with poison in their fangs. Judges are ones who are, spoke, are, are supposed to promote the truth and protect the truth. And so when rulers in particular damage the truth or pervert the truth to their own advantage, there is a level of wickedness that God condemns. Not only that, but these rulers are ones who sit in judgment. Sometimes we give a picture of those who judge as holding a scale in their hands, a balance, and that uh, the the one who holds the balance is supposed to be blind, right? So that when they judge, they judge righteously. But verse 2 says, when they weigh out justice, they weigh out violence in the earth. So the psalm is especially about those who are abusing their positions of power and authority for their own advantage they are telling lies. They are getting away with murder. So verses 1 through 5 are very descriptive that, of that and use uh, very strong poetic language to describe 
the violence of the wicked. Verses 6 through 8, then David speaks to God. And as a king, David goes to the Lord and asks him to overrule the power of these wicked rulers. And again, he uses this poetic language. He talks about the wicked snakes and he says, break their teeth off. He describes them as young lions who are devouring those. And he says, break the fangs of the young lions. Let them be like a snail that melts away as it goes. Maybe the children would recognize that if you've ever seen a snail as it is going along on a rock and it leaves a trail of slime behind it, right? It's as if they're, they're, they're uh, vanishing away, dissolving away even as they go. And that's what David says. It's very picturesque. He says, God oppose these wicked rulers, cause them to perish. Verses 9 through 11 then describe what that judgment is. And here David speaks to God's people. He assures us that the Lord will surely judge the wicked. Sometimes that will happen in this life, but it will surely happen on the day of judgment. And that too helps us to understand the language of this psalm and of all of the imprecations that come through in Scripture. Sometimes these prayers come across so strongly that they might seem distasteful to our modern sensibilities. It describes God as a fiery whirlwind, a living and burning wrath. It says that he shall wash his feet in the blood of the wicked, and they will be like a still, stillborn child who never see the light of day. These words might make you shudder, and they should, because they speak of the judgment of a holy God against all that are wicked. And they should make you shudder because they pale in comparison to the eternal judgment of God, which cannot be escaped from. The force of them is to give a sense of deliverance to those who are trusting in God, that the wicked will not forever prevail. But it also presses upon those who hear it who think they might get away with their lies, who think they might get away with, with murder, to know that they never will. And it presses on you to flee the wrath to come, to flee what Bunyan calls the city of destruction, to find peace with God through repentance and faith in Christ. So as we sing this, we'll be singing about that judgment of the Lord, praying that God would overrule the wicked either through their conversion or through their ultimate downfall and judgment, which comes from a holy God. Let's turn to Psalm 58. The tune is a minor tune, just to alert you. That means that, that the tune of it is a little mournful, which, which is very fitting for this type of psalm. Psalm 58 will be using the A selection throughout this month. I invite you to please stand to sing. 